Yes, this is Spice Radio, 1200 AM. You're tuned into the Morning Buzz and you're with me, Natasha. Now, BC has brought in new rules on short-term rentals to create more housing. Is that the solution? We're going to talk all about it and about the possible outcomes of this move. And we have with us a professional in the field, someone who has the pulse on the real estate market. You're in in Vancouver, in the Tri-Cities, in West Van. We have with us John Kemp. A very good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I know you are enjoying the sun and sand in Mexico, so thank you so much for your time this morning, John. Thank you. So what do you make of this news, you know, that we have new rules surrounding short-term rentals? Were they really that big of a problem? Well, you know, I think there certainly is a, a big problem, and the big problem is we've got more Canadians than we have roofs to put Canadian heads underneath, uh, you know, in terms of housing. And, and the government is is trying to address that. Uh, so they've come out with what they proposed to be some, some changes that are going to address that. We'll see what happens. So now we do know that to own a home, the prices are skyrocketing high. Then you have the mortgage rates, and then you have this income generator. So probably you have a lot of landlords who are kind of trying to pay their mortgage bills who also give out their home as an Airbnb option, and they are right now saying, hey, this is going to eat into our profits, or rather not even profits, how are we going to kind of manage the bills? So is it targeting them, or are we talking about some other players in the market? Well, there's a number of different angles to look at it. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the statistics that I've, I've come across in, in the last couple of weeks is that Airbnb or short-term rentals specifically, Airbnb is just one of those platforms, but you know, in 2023, they, they're recording about a 20% increase uh, in short-term rental uh, listings in the Vancouver area. And I think one of those things is it, it, those, those statistics are a reflection of struggling Canadians in that the, the short-term rental market offers and affords different people opportunities to be able to try and bring some income into that, that home. So that's certainly one of those areas. And then there are those those businesses out there, and these are Canadians who have found a way uh, in a marketplace to develop a business that has become viable for them. Uh, you know, I'm a strong believer in the market will find a way, uh, and if you leave the market and allow the people to find the solutions, the people will find those best solutions. And unfortunately, the government is running around facing its tail uh, and, and putting more regulations in, as we've seen yesterday's with these announcements, instead of doing what I think they should be doing, which is really getting out of the way and allowing these Canadians to and, and BC uh, residents to have more homes, to build more homes, to be able to to create opportunities for themselves and put more heads under under roots in, in British Columbia. And echoing what are your thoughts exactly is a Vancouver affordable housing activist Rohana Rezel, who says that the provincial government's proposed legislation on short term rentals is disappointing, but also better than nothing. So it is disappointing. There's no question about that. Um, is it better than nothing? I think, from the perspective of, of different folks, you'll see different uh, ways to go. Could it have an impact? It certainly could. My biggest concern is going through and reading the uh, the province's release yesterday on it. The, the top three priorities that they said the you know the solution for this or the reasons they're doing this. Those top three reasons. Two out of those three reasons increase the amount of government and increase the amount of regulation. Uh, and in my opinion, that's not what we need to be focusing on. We need to be focusing on 
creating more spaces where we can put Canadians. And this is the, the, the government, unfortunately, right now, as they chase their tail trying to solve this problem, uh, is all about creating more, or creating more regulations, creating more bureaucracy, uh, and getting in the way of actually putting heads under roofs. And I believe one more additional law that has or rule that has come in is that laneways and uh, uh, the primary residence can also be used. Uh, can you put some clarity on that? Can be used as uh, an Airbnb or short-term rental? Yeah, so one of the things they talked about in the announcement yesterday and, and the release that they put out was that they're going to restrict, and they put out a huge list of cities uh, that it would apply to, but there would just be primary residences that could be used to, to do short-term rentals. Uh, again, it's, it's requiring more regulation. It's requiring more follow-up, more people to, to govern and, and go in and deal with these folks. Uh, I get it, and I think, you know, to have somebody, these are the situations, those are the obvious situations where you've got somebody who has a space in their home they're struggling under the current situation in terms of inflation, interest rates, all these increased costs of living, uh, and they're just they're they're finding a bedroom and they're finding a space and they're having that opportunity. So, it is part of the proposed uh, stuff that they're they're coming out with. What it looks like in the end, as we all know, they they propose legislation today, uh, and six months down the road, it could look completely different. Uh, but as it is right now, they do have that piece about basically restricting it down to primary residences only uh, in the short-term space, which basically takes out, uh, as it's looking right now from my understanding, it takes out that marketplace for people who have created a business out of short-term rentals. Now, there's also a talk of some uh, fines, right? That's $1,000 up to $3,000. So what does that entail? And what are the rules that need to be broken to kind of just uh, get these penalties? Yeah, well, they they've increased. They continue to increase, and it's this this mentality that the the stiffer we make the penalties, the stiffer we make the fines, mm. uh, the more people will comply. Uh, so they they have they're, they've gone and they've opened up uh, the ability of municipalities uh, and increased the ability of municipalities to regulate. They've increased fines uh, from I believe it was a thousand to three thousand uh, dollars. They've also opened up the ability of municipalities to increase their fines. Uh, and one comment I read that this is this is the floor, this is not the ceiling. Uh, so again, it's it's this regulation and uh, penalization instead of uh, in, in dealing with a symptom instead of actually fixing the root cause. And John, would you think that they need to kind of directly deal with, say, uh, an entity like Airbnb itself, rather than go after? the people who are, or the rather the people who make Airbnb, do they need to go after the Airbnb itself? Because they are the ones who are making most of the profits, isn't it? Well, and they have. The, part, of the, part of the proposal or part of the release uh, of information yesterday that was sent out was increased regulation uh, requiring database disclosures, mm-hmm. uh, requiring more licensing and more regulatory uh, compliance of both the platforms and the individuals with the properties posting them on there. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's akin to a lot of the things that are going on in Canada right now with increased regulation and British Columbia, uh, increased regulation, uh, increased monitoring, increased database collection of, of what citizens are doing instead of actually getting to the, the heart of the problem uh, and letting citizens take care of things while they build more homes to put Canadians under. 
they're, they're allowing so many Canadians into Canada, which, you know, it's a foundation of Canadian growth. It's, it's how our country has, has established itself uh, through immigration and, and population uh, from around the world. Uh, but the unfortunate piece is they're just so focused on this regulation right now, they can't get out of their own way to be able to allow us to build the homes that we need to put these people under, under roofs. Right, and we don't know, and only time will tell whether they'll be able to enforce these rules and whether municipalities will be able to regulate any of these short-term rentals which are violating the rules of uh, what BC has put forth. Um, I have uh, one more question for you, John, before I let you go. Do you really think, I I know you don't think this is the ultimate solution, but where are we going to go, especially when it comes to another rate hike that's uh, impending in the near future, and uh, we have people who are struggling to pay their mortgage bills and Yet again, there are these fines that are coming in. So what, what do you think is the solution that lies ahead of us? You know, I, I, I continue, and I, I, I'm far from a, a political expert uh, or a financial economics expert, that's for sure. But as I see these interest rates climbing and I see the massively increasing uh, debt loads uh, that these governments are taking on, both provincially, federally, uh, the the solution has to be we get this stuff under control uh, and we allow Canadians to, to get on with making money and having great jobs to grow. Um, with the, the announcement that will come out, I believe it's on the 25th of this month, 23rd or the 25th, I can't remember specifically, uh, we, we're in line for another increase in interest rates. And, and as you know, one of my mortgage broker friends said every year about 20% of people remortgage uh, or refinance their mortgages. Those folks are going from, you know, 2 or sub 2% into the 6% range. That puts a lot of people under a lot of stress, and that's where we end up into situations where people start losing homes because they just can't afford to live in the places that they own. Uh, it's a, there's a lot of darkness on the horizon uh, unless we see some radical change pretty quickly here. I would uh, Let me retract the radical uh, unless we see some change uh, in the near future here for sure. Very true, John. Also, uh, just flipping the coin on the other side, uh, would that impact the SRT and the new regulations? Would that impact tourism in any way? It certainly does. You know, the reason that short-term rental um, the market has expanded so rapidly and, and become so viable both as a business, um, you know, and a, a way for folks to, to increase the revenue coming out of their properties is because tourism has a place to come and stay. Uh, and if, if any of us have looked at a hotel in, in any of our local markets recently, it's really expensive to stay in a hotel. And as I said before, you know, I believe that the market will, will find its way. And, and that's why these short-term rentals have come on so strong, because there's an opportunity where people who are traveling, who are coming to visit Canada or, diff- or, or moving around and visiting different areas of Canada, are finding affordable ways to stay through these short-term rentals. Uh, and, and that could certainly have an impact on tourism down the road. If we restrict those short-term rental places, it pretty much takes those tourist place, uh, tourist travel uh, people and, and forces them back into that hotel environment, which, again, is under a, a, a huge stress in terms of expenses and, uh, and taxation. Well, only time will tell where this is heading. But thank you so much, John, for your insight and for all your guidance and, of course, uh, your valuable inputs on this uh, topic. Thank you so much. You have a beautiful time in Mexico. 
Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. Have a great day. You too.